Okay, let's begin our discussion of this year's Parshas Achremos Kedoshim, two of the most jam-packed Parshios of mitzvos uh, in the second half of Sefer Vayikra. So we start off, we know, the beginning of Achremos discusses various details of Avodas Yom HaKippurim. Many details we go through. We've discussed in past years that, interestingly, the uh, details that are mentioned in the Torah are not exactly all the details that are true halachically, that we need Torah Shabal Peh here. If we just read the Psukim in the Torah, so then the, uh, we would not know how to do the Avodah. Dafka, on this day of Yom HaKippurim, we need the Torah Shabal Peh to, uh, I mean, every mitzvah we need, but especially here, because we could misinterpret the order of things and miss certain avodos. Uh, that is what avodos Yom Kippurim starts off the parsha. So let's talk about a couple of the details of the avoda to try to learn some messages about Yom Kippur and about our lives relating to the avoda of Yom Kippurim. So the first question uh, that we'll deal with is why specifically... Do we um, do we uh, focus? And the only time, as we know, uh, the Kohen Gadol goes into the Kodesh Kadashim. Says the Torah. We start off. So that's the that's the introduction. So we know this is a passage that doesn't say it, but Feirish, but that's what we know it's referring to, to the uh, avoda of the Torahs done in the Kodesh Kadashim. He can never come in, go in except on Yom Kippur. And I think we dealt with this a number of years ago, but uh, this year we'll see it through the eyes of the Kleyakars. Ask the Kleyakar, why does it say that Va'al Yavo Bechal Eis El HaKodesh? If we would just read that phrase, never go in. Don't go in. Don't go in or else you will die. And then it says, With this, so what do you, we do go in once a year. So what does it mean? You'll never go in. So what about the exception to the rule? Why does the Torah write it in such a way to give us the impression that you never go in? Well, in the very next passage, it says in this way, Aaron goes in. Now we discussed years ago the Meshachachma and the Vilna Gon about Aaron Akoin's power, maybe good doing the Avodah any day of the year, but because Yom Kippur is not mentioned till the end of the parsha. But either way, we'll focus this year just on that question. Says the Klayaka, the great Darshan from Prague, source number one. Lashon b'chal eis enu meduktak. It's not uh, exact. The other way, not always, but sometimes yes. We can read it the other way of never. So how do we interpret this? So Viomarani says the Klayakar. The root of the Isser of going into the Kodesh Kadashim is dependent on the sin of the people. Meaning, if the people would be on the level that the Kohen Gadol would be able to go in more often. Because it's our sins that separate us from Hashem. And our, our representative, getting closer to Hashem, the closest in this world, in the Kodesh Kadashim, he can't go there because he, meaning we, aren't roi to have such an intense experience except once a year. But normally we can't. The Kilkula as the Pasuk says in Parach of Chesab Shmos, Bring him close because all of the positions of the Kohen, Only when B'nai Yisrael as a nation or Zoha do we then allow our representative to go in. 
But there's one day that B'nai Yisrael are Zochim. There's one day that the entire nation is viewed as perfect and therefore our representative for us can merit that intense experience. And that, of course, is on Yom Kippur. Ki im b'yom ha-kippurim, shakal Yisrael nimshalu b'yom ahu l'malach ha-shares, sheim l'mala min azman, ve'en azman sholit bahem. That day, as we know, B'nai Yisrael are compared to uh, angels. That's why we wear white. That's why we fast. Not like the other fast days, where we fast to be uncomfortable in order to spur us to do tshuva. But uh, we fast in order to be like the angels. Like the angels that are above time. And time, it does not control angels. Yom Kippur is So the Torah is exact. Never, never go in. Never go in any time. Yom Kippur is not time. Yom Kippur is Lamala from time. Except for this day. And then he quotes, the, he doesn't say it's the Gemara, but it's the Gemara in Masechus Yoma, where the Gemara says a remez to this. A Gemara. The Gemara, the Gemara doesn't quote too many Gematrias. The Gemara doesn't quote too many Gematrias to quote, to based on halacha, to give a basis. So there are two places in Shots where Gematria is quoted to, for the basis of a halacha. But there are a couple of others that, just the Gematria, not based for halacha, and this is one of them. Hasatan. Hasatan is Gematria 364. And that means there's one day a year that he's not in control, that B'nai Yisrael are not subject to the powers of the Satan. Hu HaSatan, Hu HaYetzahara, V'chulu, and that of course is Yom Kippur. V'remez l'davar HaSatan ola shin samachtalad, v'yemos hachama, v'mispa shin samachay, l'horos. We go by the, 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 the months we go by the, the lunar calendar, but the years we go by the solar calendar. L'horos shebechol yemos hashana, shehasatan v'yetzahara sholeit, v'brias kulam, v'chlal ha'es. The rest of the year, when we are under the rule of time, we're in time, so that's why the Kohen Gadol can't go in, because the Kohen Gadol is our representative. And if we're not Zoche, so then the Kohen Gadol is not Zoche. But one day a year, the Kohen Gadol is Zoche because we are Zoche as, as well. Because this day is above time. He can never go in when there's time. Yom Kippur is Lamalam and Azman. Yom Kippur were like angels. We're not under time, and therefore it is it is uh, different. Right? Rashi even quotes the um, idea on, in Bracious on the, the fourth day of creation when the Maoros were created. Right? Everything that is uh, spelled Meiros without a vav. Because there's Meira, because everything under time is somewhat cursed, because we get worn out over time. Every physical item gets worn out over time. So the Klayakar says, there's one day we're Lamala, and that is Yom Kippur, and that is why the Torah is Meduyak, when the Torah says that it is uh, specifically Valyava B'chalei Salakodesh. Number one, the Lasha. Now let's get into a couple of details of the Avoda. Question one. Why Dafka? We've just spoken about the Kodesh Kadashim, but... There are many unique avodos that, that take place in the Azara too. There are any unique avodos that take place in the Heichal. Some of it takes place in the Heichal also. But the Kodesh Kadashim, as we know, plays a very central, famous role on Yom Kippur. Only the big day Lavan, as we'll get to Hashem soon. Is there a deeper idea why the Kodesh Kadashim has to play such a central role on, on Yom Kippur? Question number one. 
Says the Meshachachma. This Meshachachma is part of a much larger piece. It's four or five columns, but uh, we're going to do two of them. The piece starts off by noting the um, phrase that we only say on Yom Kippur. He quotes it at the end of the piece again, because I didn't give you the beginning of it. That phrase. Says the Meshachachma. What's the double meaning of that phrase of Shiftei Yisrael and uh, Shiftei Yeshurun. Says the Meshachachma, starting at the beginning of the top right. Rabbi Avin Omer, there are two sins that we are still paying for. Throughout the generations, there are two sins that Klal Yisrael pay for. And the root, says the Meshachachma, the root of every chet that we do, Ben Adam Lamakom, is rooted in this sin. And the root of every sin that we do, Ben Adam Lachavero, is rooted in this sin. What sins are they? Says the Medrash, Rabbi Avin Omer, Bechol dar adayin chetcha mechiras Yosef kayam. In every generation, the sin of mechiras Yosef still rears its ugly head. Mechiras Yosef, sin chinam, every chet that we do, and every punishment that we receive because of a beinodam lechaveiro problem that we haven't fixed, goes back to mechiras Yosef goes back to that root problem. Venimsa, we'll get to the other one soon. Tahakapara, actually before, let's say it outside first, because he spoke about it before. And what's the other sin, of course? The Cheta Egel. The root of every sin, Ben Adam Lamakom, and that we get punished for every sin that we do, Ben Adam Lamakom, the root of that is Cheta Egel. Cheta Egel, Mechiris Yosef are the paradigms, are the early sins that tragically paved the way for all sins to follow. And therefore, says the Meshachachma on Yom Kippur, the day that we try to atone for all sins that we've done the whole year, we have to somehow do something that reflects and represents the fact that we are trying to be a, do a tikkun and be mechaper for these sins. It impacts halacha. Let's continue. V'nimsa, da'kapara ala uma bechlala lefnai velefnim adai sham roshem achet mi bechiris Yosef. Right, this day, how do we prevent this sin? How do we prevent this, this kitrug? So number one, we know the Gemara tells us, Rashi quotes it in this week's parsha. when the Kohen Gadol goes into the Kodesh Kadashim, there's no big day zahav. Chayta Egel, we don't want to remember that. Ein Kategar, Nasa Sanegar, says the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, and Rashi quotes it in this week's, in this week's parsha. That is number one. But, says the Meshachachma, something the Gemara does not say. Why the Kodesh Kadashim? Why is it so crucial? We know the Ktores, the Ktores is, uh, could be done, you know, on the Mizbech Ktores in the Heichal. There are certain avodas done on the, on the, on the big Mizbech outside, but all the blood and the, everything is, it's in the Heichal and the Kodesh Kadashim. That's the Iker avoda. Why? Whose Shevet is that in? Says the Meshachachma. It is possible. This is not based on Chazal. It's based on the Meshachachma. It's Dafkin, the Kodesh Kadashim, and the Heichal. It's Ktores. It's sprinkling on the Mizbech Azov, which is in the Heichal. Makum Shel Binyamin. We know the entire west wing of the Kodesh Kadashim, of the Beis HaMikdash, meaning from the Mizbech left, right, west. That's all Binyamin. The Mizbech was a little bit in Yehuda, a little bit in Binyamin. We know the bottom right was cut off, it didn't have a Yesod. But, so some of the Mizbech was in, in Yehuda, 
But the entire Heichal and the entire Kodesh Kadashim was in Binyamin. Why was it so important to have the Iker Avod of Yom Kippur done there? Because Binyamin didn't take part in Mechiras Yosef. And on the day that we want, we don't want to remind HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, which really means that we want to remind ourselves to do tshuva. Hashem knows everything. Well, we know Hashem doesn't remember the Chet Egel. No, the point is that we shouldn't remind Hashem so that we remember the Chet Egel. The same thing here. Mishum shehu lo haya ba'achet shal mechiris Yosef, v'lochein lo haya ba'azara chelko shal Yehud. It's not done anywhere in the in the Azara. That's what he says. That's why it's dafka done there. And that's why he continues and quotes from the Medrash. L'fisha kol ha'shvatim haya b'mechiras shal Yosef. Imani omer, I'm going to have Rachmanus on them. They didn't have Rachmanus on their brother. Nimsa, says the Meshachachma, line 23. If we follow, so then we're going to be punished as they did. Whenever we do anything wrong between man and God, Hashem is reminded of the Egel. And that is why we do everything we can not to remind Hashem of these sins on Yom Kippur. In place and what we wear. Not only the gold, but the names of the Shvatim around the Choshen. You have all the names of all the brothers. So the big day Zahav, says the Meshach not only reminds Hashem of the Cheta Egel, it would remind Hashem of the Chiris Yosef also. Another reason the Chazal don't even say. You're looking for Rachmanis? You didn't have Rachmanis. And that is why we don't Wear it. That is why we don't wear it. Then he quotes also what he connected to what he said before. The ketonis has to be worth a lot. Remain the ketonis of the of the uh, of Yosef. But either way, he says altogether that's what he thinks is the double phrase that we say only on Yom Kippur. Now in the middle of the second column, you forgive Bnei Yisrael. Hainu where we said Yisrael. And umachalon l'shifte yeshurun give mechila for the shifte yeshurun who al chatam shemein adam lachaveru sheshara shalem mechiras Yosef shechatu shifte yeshurun the shvatim of Yaakov Avinu we were not straight when we did that we need mechila and slicha for these two averes so that gives us a little insight into why the kodesh kadashim and the heichal place us a central role in the avoda of of Yom Kippur moving right along. A thought that came up six, seven years ago in a Shabbat Shuvah Drasha, but I don't think we've ever had it in the, um, in the Parsha Shir. The Iker Avot, one of the, besides the Ketores, we know a major part of the Avodah are the two goats. The two Si'irim. Si'ir Echad Hashem, the Si'ir Echad Azazel. Says the Torah. V'lakach Eshnei Ha'si'irim. We take the two goats. We stand them both up. Right, the prakim in Yoma talk all about the details. Parak Taraf Pakalfi, right, and all the details about uh, what we do. But we'll read the psukim for today. Aaron takes Goralos. He takes ptakim, he takes pieces, 
One says Lashem, one says Lazazel. Goralachal Lashem, Goralachal Lazazel. And what does he do? The Akriv Aronis has Sa'ir Asher Allah, Allah HaGoral Lashem. He takes the seer that had Lashem. The Torah leaves out that he does a Goro. He reaches his hand in, and the Lashem puts it on the right goat, and the other one gets Lazazel. And Aaron takes the Sa'ir of the go- of Lashem, and he shechs it as a carbon chatos. And the one that goes Lazazel, that's going to be brought to a cliff out in Midbar Yehuda. First stands there alive. Before it is sent out to the desert. Meanwhile, you do some of the avodos while he is being let out of the of the base of Mikdash. Says Rav Shamshin Rafal Hirsch. Quoted it here, isn't it safer, but Magli Ashana, but you have it here from the Osos HaTorah. Let's think for a moment if we could put ourselves in the shoes of these two goats, giving the goats das. There are these two goats that we know have to look exactly alike, they have to cost the same, they have to be the same height, same appearance, same everything. And they're talking it over before, before the Avoda. Hey, what do you think is going to happen to us? I don't know, we're here. What are you, any idea? No, I have no idea. All of a sudden, one of them gets taken, one of them gets taken into the Azara. Shechted, blood sprinkled on the Mizbeach, and the other goat is still standing there, looking at his pair, at his friend. And he's thinking, that, that wasn't me. I mean, on a, you could also say that, oh, well, ultimately he wishes, but we'll get to that. But it wasn't me, and all of a sudden, he's standing there alive, and they're taking him out of the base of Migdash. He's like, wow, I'm going free, I'm going out. And then they take him to where there's such great fresh air. Oh, it's the the, uh, the the fall and the autumn air of of, uh, of Tishrei. He's breathing it in. He's thinking, oh, my pal, I feel bad for him. Feel bad what happened to that to, to him. And he's being led out to the top of a beautiful the scenery and the mountain. I see it's gorgeous. It's tremendous. Until he reaches the final moment, and he is not the carbon. And his blood is not sprinkled in the Mizbeach to be a carbon chatos, which is Kodesh Kadosh. What's the message? Says Rav Hirsch on Yom Kippur. And, let's just add, the decision of which is Lashem and which is Lazazel is not in our control, so to speak. It's a Goral. And the Torah calls it a Goral. Goral Echa Lashem and Goral Echa Lazazel. So we're, so to speak, not even in control. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. What's the message? Says Rav Hirsch, as he, the first paragraph, he quotes everything that we uh, just described. Line 12, look at. Had the goat been a Baal Machshava, a Baal He would be very happy. Right, he feels he's in a great spot. He thinks where he is and where his friend is. He can think of himself as, I'm in a great place. Look at me, look at him. And he feels besimcha. I'll share, quote, Zoche. Until he goes out. Says the... Shamshin Rafal Hirsch. What's the message for us? One word. One word that we could think about. Misconceptions. 
So often in life we have misconceptions about who's better off in life and who's worse off in life. And who's really, oh, I wish I could be like so-and-so and what so-and-so is really going through at the time or will go through. Kodesh Baruch Hu has a package for all of us. And so often we look around. We think we're better, we think we're worse. We just think incorrectly. We have misconceptions. And Yom Kippur teaches us that A, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. There's so much in our life that we're not in charge of. Right? What does the Gemara say? HaKol Videi Shamayim. Chuzmi'ir Shamayim. The first and last Mesech is in Shas. HaKol Videi Shamayim Chuzmi'ir Shamayim. Everything is out of our control except how, he, how we, we react to everything. That's in our control. But that's what happens. That's the Goro. And says Rav Hirsch, Line 26. Think about Bechir We have two paths. Often we look at the people who are not going down the Torah and Mitzvah's path, who aren't as straight as Yashar. And sometimes we think maybe they're better off, maybe they're enjoying themselves more, maybe they're gaining, but we have to know that sometimes that could be leading Lazazel. And the one that shechted and that sacrifices and that is Moser Nefesh for our Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's the one that's Kadshe Kadshim. That's the one that is Holy of Holies. That's the one that has eternal Kedusha and is really used for the purpose that the Seir is supposed to be used for. One path is leading them to Hashem. They think they're enjoying themselves. It's it's temporary. It's fleeting. Sometimes we have to be mavater. Sometimes we have to sacrifice something for God. If Hashem's in charge of my life and not me. That's something that our generation has difficulty with. I want to do whatever makes me feel good. I want to do... I'm in the center of the world. We think Avodah Zarah... The Antichrist killed out the, the, the Yitzhahar for Avodah Zarah. The Gemara tells us. There's plenty of Avodah Zarah. Most of it's me. We worship ourselves. Because our life is surrounded by me and whatever fits in, I might take, but I can make my decisions. But ultimately, that's going to be limiting in the long run because we have misconceptions. We think that that's the seir. But all of us, as we know, all those who throw it away, Nidmet appears to them that it's amazing and wonderful. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be that. And the ultimate is when we're used to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right, it reminds us a little bit of the Haftorah for Parshish Kisisa. We have Elio, Bahara, Carmel, and he sets up shop, and the Nevi'e Habal set up shop, and there are the two cows. One cow is supposed to go, similar idea, one cow is supposed to go to the Nevi'e Habal, and one cow is supposed to go to Elio Anavi, and the Medrash tells us that the cow that was supposed to go to the Nevi'e Habal didn't move. It wasn't moving. And they didn't know why. Now Elio Anavi goes over to it and says, what's going on? He says, I'm going to go to the Nevi'e Habal. That's mine. That's what I'm going to be used for. Right, the cow, so to speak, the cow did have machshavis, but the cow is supposed to teach us. The cow's like, what? This is the Kiddush Hashem. El Yonavi says that, yes. Just like your friend is going to be Mekad Hashem Shemayim by being burned up, you're going to be Mekad Hashem Shemayim by not being burned up. 
It's all in how we sacrifice for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says Rav Hirsch, that's the two Seirim. Seir Lashem and Seir Azazel. We have to make sure that our misconceptions are turned into to proper conceptions. And one final thought relating to the Avodah of Yom Kippur. Again, a thought that we had at the beginning of this a couple of years ago, but we're going to be add on to it. Uh, and it's worthwhile to repeat, even if uh, we wouldn't be adding on to it. The next detail of the Avodah Yom Kippurim, which we have to know. Rav Solveitchik once said that even though he was a Levi, he knew the Avodah Yom Kippurim so well, he was so excited about it, that if the Kohen Gadol ever had to stop in the middle of the Avodah, he'd be able to go and take over. Not that he literally... He was a Levi. The Salvagics are all Levian. But he could take over because he, he was so, it was so meaningful to him. Every detail of the Avoda he got something out of. This holy day, as he quotes in uh, one of his farm from his grandfather, Reb Chaim, that he said Reb Chaim used to look out on Yom Kippur afternoon. Towards the end of the day, he watched Shkia and he said, told his grandson, you know, this Shkia is different than every other Shkia of the year. This sunset, Rav Chaim with his Allah glasses saw, this sunset brings kapara and slicha, mechila, v'klal Yisrael. The power of Yom Kippur. So Salvechik saw, so every detail of the Avodah we have to study. So we get to do that twice a year. Yom Kippur time and Achremos time. So now we're doing it Achremos time. So again, one of the major Avodos, as we mentioned, is the Ketores, the burning of the special spices, incense, in the, uh, in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. But there is a, there was a major machlokas between the Tztukim and the Prushim. Exactly how to do the Avod of Yom Kippur based on the Psukim in our Parsha. One of the more famous machlokos. We just had a famous machlokos. We're in the process of, of Usvartim Lachemi Machor Shabbos. We say Shabbos means there the second day of Pesach, while the Tztukim think that it means the Sunday after Pesach started. That's why Shavuos will always be on a Sunday, according to the Tztukim. But there's another machlokas at this time of year that we could discuss in Parshas Achremos. The Tztukim held that the Kohen, remember, he goes into the Kodesh Kadash, he goes into the Kodesh Kadashim, towards the Kodesh, the Gemara calls it, Avodekoshesh Mikdash, a very difficult Avodah to do. He has one shovel full of hot coals, which is really hot, and he has one spoonful, one kaf of the Torahs. He has to pour the Torahs without dropping a tiny, tiny amount. He has the perfect amount of spices. And he has to pour the exact amount using the proper hands. He uses his teeth, he uses his underarm. Very hard avoda. He can't drop a tiny amount. So he has to pour the spoon of the hot, of the hot spices onto the Torahs, onto the coals. It starts smoking. <laughs> Wonderful. Shalom al Yisrael. What do we paskin? He does that all in the Kodesh Kadashim. He brings them in separately, the kaf and the machta, into the Kodesh Kadashim. The machta he puts down, and then the kaf, he pours on it, smoke starts, and then he goes backwards out of the Kodesh Kadashim. That is what we paskin. The tzdukim held otherwise. The tzdukim say, no. First you make the fire outside the Kodesh Kadashim and the smoke, and then you bring the smoke in. That's what the tzdukim held. And the Gemara talks about that, uh, that machlokas. What's the symbolism of that machlokas. Why is it so important that we first bring the gechalim and the ktores into the Kodesh Kadashim, then light the fire inside the Kodesh Kadashim, and then go out of the Kodesh Kadashim? Says the Gemara in Yuma, if you have in source number four, Shalo Yisakin mi Bachutz don't do it outside and then bring it in. Lahotzi mi Liban Shaltstukim. Shaomrim Yisakin mi Bachutz Viachnis. To be mostly from the late, the, the uh, Tzdukim that they say, uh, do it outside first. So, two thoughts here quoted in the Mayana Shal Torah from the, uh, 
two of the uh, Mepharshim. What's the message of inside the fire and then you take it out? Two amazing thoughts. Manig Yehudi Amiti. You want to be a great leader? We want to influence others? You know what? First, we have to be on fire. And then the fire could overflow from us and go outside. But first, inside of us, we have to make ourselves on fire, and then we could do it to others. We can't expect to have any influence if we're not on fire first. First, bring the fire into the Kodesh Kodashim. Light yourself up, and then... The smoke could go out. Says the Shar Divrei Shar Chaim. Mar Yehudi Amiti, a true Jewish leader. Maver Tchila Belibo, who has Eishav Odes Abore. First, he has to light his own heart on fire. Verak Oz, who Machlis Asahayis Lavus, Gam Belibo Sam Shalacherim. Then he can put the excitement into the hearts of others. Shehu Omer. Right, it's, it goes from his heart to their heart. If I'm not in it, if I'm not on fire, there's no way I'm going to be able to, to affect others. There's no way. Whether it's a teacher, whether it's a parent. If a parent's not on fire about Avodah Hashem, they can't expect the children to be on fire. The pair, we have to work on ourselves. If we're on fire, then there's a chance for our children, with a lot of siyata deshmaya and tefillah. But then there's a chance. So what do we do? You can't be misakin mi bachutz. Do someone else first, and then expect um, it to happen uh, in that way. That is not what happens. Maybe that's the tztuki method. right? They don't have to be the role models. right? They could just try to teach. Like the famous story of, of the ethicist, who thought he could teach ethics, even though he wasn't uh, ethical himself. We have to work on ourselves first. And then we could be, uh, affect others. Number one. Number two says the Hadrash Vaha'iyun, which we will have his Sefer, uh, on the last page, Be'ez Hashem. Raya Levin, Rabbi Lewin. Darka, the Reisharav. Another Pshat. Darkam shall Tztukim Bechaladoros, the Derech of the Tztukim throughout the generations. Shehem Shoafim Lahachnis Tikunim Bechidushim Bedas. How often do we have sects of Jews throughout history? that try to bring external foreign values to then shape the Judaism which is practiced instead of the opposite. Bringing the internal Jewish values to shape the world around us. The Tztukim, light the fire outside, take the outside external values and bring it into the Kodesh Kadashim. Bring in certain Western culture that is antithetical and contradictory to what we believe and try to use that to change our Mesorah and our tradition. They want to be Yisrael. We do the opposite. We try to influence the world but from within. Right, he lived in the 1800s. We light our fire inside, and then we let it overflow. What does that mean? The values of the Kodesh Kadashim, the pristine Torah. That's one of the reasons Chazal tell us that why did, did there have to be a safer Torah inside with the Aaron? So we always make sure 
the value system, the pure, pristine Sefer Torah that is inside, right, we could always make sure that we always check and see that we are following the path that we are supposed to be, supposed to be following. Two ideas. But related to this idea of, again, the Hosimi Liban Shaltstukim. There is a question that the Abarbanel asked in the Pardis Yosef, Alikut, from um, somewhat contemporary, not too long ago, the Pardis Yosef quotes the question from the Abarbanel. If we think about the Avoda for a moment, the Kohen Gadol went into the Kodesh Kodashim a couple of times on Yom Kippur, twice Ketores related. He also went in to sprinkle some dam, but two times he went into Ketores related. What was the first time he went in? He went inside Ketores, he brought in, like we said before, the, the Kaf and the Machta, the machta with the coals and the kaf with the ktores, he goes in, he pours the, the ktores onto the coals, he leaves it there and he goes out. Later on, after he does some more avodos, he goes in to remove the kaf and the machta. Those are the two times he enters the Kodesh Kodashim relating to the kaf and the machta. Ask the Abarbanel, why did he have to leave the kaf there? After he finished, he poured the kaf into the machta. The machta have to leave there because that's burning. But the kaf now is empty. You pour the Torahs into the Machta, take the kaf out when you leave. And then when you only have to go back in for the Machta. You have to go, you're going to leave something in the Kodesh Kadashim For no reason? Right, there's a whole discussion in the Rishonim whether the Isser of bringing Chulun La'azara only applies to animals. What if I bring a water bottle into the Azara? Do I get the Isser of Havaz Chulun La'azara? The Rambam has an unusual washo. It's very unclear. The Rambam says, is Israel full Lazara, even if you bring in fruit. And even if you bring, I forgot the other washo. And he gives fruit and maybe bread. Fruit and bread. I think those are the ones he says. So some say, oh, he's saying, oh, even fruit and bread, even anything. Or maybe no. Fruit, meaning there has to be some parallel in the world of Karbanas. Fruit is Bikurim. Bread is Karbanas Mincha. So maybe he's, he's limiting it. But either way, that's a discussion. But here in the Kodesh Kadashim, you're going to leave a spoon? Why? Just take it out. That's the Abarbanel's kasha. Suggests here the Pardes Yosef, he quotes this from the Avodas Yisrael. He quotes, Avalakaf, line 5, Hayalola Hotzi, take if Barishona, Achashinasa Dektores Halaish, Lafne Hashem, Viraisi Latarate, quotes the Pardes Yosef. Maybe the answer is as follows. Relating, we always, we find, we find in a number of contexts that if there's a machlokas between the Tzukim and the Prushim, we do bapumbi. We publicly try to focus and emphasize the avoda that we are doing, So, for example, we know we have a whole um, parade bringing the carbon Omer. Because the Svartal Machor is a Shabbos, right? They have a different day. We have a lot of pomp and circumstance. The Mishnah is described in Maseches Aminachos. And uh, worry about the one who's involved in the paraduma. We make tamei because they say you can't use somebody who's tful yom. Suggest the pardes yosef. What do the tzukim say? You don't even bring the kaf into the kodesh kadashim. You know what we do? Even after you finish, you leave it in the kodesh kadashim. Even though, how can you leave something? Yeah, lahotzi milivan shel tzukim. They say, you do it outside. You didn't even bring the spoon in. You already poured the spices on. 
What do we do? The opposite. Not only do we bring the spoon in, which you're supposed to do, we leave it inside. Even though you don't need it there. A separate going in just to get the kafa. As we know by Ketzirah Sa'omer, Lohotzi Midas Hatstukim. That's a Hosafa on Lohotzi Milibish Hatstukim. And then he just quotes in little letters a story about the Baal Shem Tov when he was a little boy. The Baal Shem Tov, Bialduso, I don't know exactly what that means, how old, he, quote, he, he was Meshamish, one of the Rebbes, and Pamachas, Kishinasan Lo Hakafi, Chikach Shasav, and Atal Chazara. He gave his Rebbe a cup of coffee, and he stood there. He stood there and he waited. He didn't go do something else. He waited until the Rebbe was finished with the coffee and he took the cup of coffee again. The Sholo and the Rebbe asked him, what are you doing? Heveta coffee and he maven. Right? So the Baal Shem Tov, however old he was, he said, taking the kaf and the machta out is also a mitzvah. Taking the kli out, putting it back, is also a mitzvah. So I want to take the cup away. After the, it's finished. The gam hachazara hakaf yom hakipurim hoyem and avodas yom hakipurim nispal me atshuva veheishav lo amkain who me ayom ani maschil l'sham eshesham. He said, "Okay, I'm going to start serving you." He says, uh, "You're serving me. I'm going to, I'm going to start serving you." Okay. So that takes us again. There's a lot more in achremos, but uh, we have to do what we can. It's not a little not fair that we have uh, double parshios. I'm never a double parsha fan. You know, the calendar is against me. I like every parsha having its own week to focus on, even if it's Tazriya Mitzorah and Matos Masay. There's always what to find. Torah is infinite. Afokba, vafokba. But we have to, we have to do what we have to do. So, we'll have to continue now after the parsha of the Arayos and many other mitzvos. We move over. We have to give equal time to parshas, parshas Kedoshim. Parshas Kedoshim, again, jam-packed with mitzvos, but there is an amazing new idea as we start Parshas Kedoshim. Again, the Torah tells us, by Daber Hashem HaMoshel Imar, Daber El Kol Adas B'nei Yisrael. Speak to everyone, speak to the entire congregation. V'yamarta Aleihem, say to them, Kedoshim, Tihiyu, say to them, you are holy. Ki Kadosh, Ani Hashem Elokeichem. Because I am Kadosh, or Ki Kadosh Ani Hashem Lakechem. I am Hashem your God, who are also Kadosh. Says so by Jonathan Sachs in one of his uh, essays. He has a couple of books out on Chumash. Uh, one of them is called Essays on Ethics. In source number six, I gave you part of it, not all of it. But he has two parts to this idea. He says something major is happening right here at the beginning of Kadoshim that has not happened yet in all of Sefer Vayikra. It's been alluded to in the Torah, but this is where it's new and it's different than every other religion, which is a theme that Rabbi Sachs talks about a lot, the uniqueness of Judaism. Something fundamental happens at the beginning of Parshish Kedoshim, whose story is one of the greatest, if unacknowledged, contributions of Judaism to the world. Until now, Vayikra has been largely about sacrifices, purity, the sanctuary, and the priesthood. What, if, what is Sefer Vayikra called? Toras Kohanim. Up until this point in time, the... Sefer has been almost exclusively focused on Tumah, Tara, and Kohanim. Tumah and Tara makes a difference for Yisraelim too, but it's not as big of a deal. A Kohen has to do the Avodah, a Kohen has to eat Truma and Karbanos. 
up until this point, there's been a group of people that have been different, that have been holy, that have been kadosh, that have been the leaders. They're the priests. It has been, in short, about a holy place, holy offerings, and the elite and holy people. All of a sudden, we get to Parshish Kedoshim. How is Parshish Kedoshim introduced? Daber el kol adas b'nei Yisrael. Judaism comes along and tells us, Kedusha is for everyone. Kedusha is for every single Jew. Don't think that the priest can get closer to God than you can. No, no, no. Maybe that's other religions, but not in this religion. The same Torah that applies to Moshe Rabbeinu applies to each and every one of us. The same mitzvos. Suddenly in chapter 19, the text opens up to embrace the whole of the people. This is the first and only time in Vayikra that's so inclusive and address is commanded. Chazal tell us that it means that the content of this chapter was proclaimed by Moshe to a formal gathering. Hakel, it is the people as a whole who are commanded to be holy, not just an elite, the priest. Yes, the Kohanim have separate halachos, certain halachos, but in terms of Kedusha, all of Klal Yisrael. It is life itself that is to be sanctified. As we go through the Parsha, we have so many mitzvos. Its holiness is to be made manifest in the way the nation makes its clothes and plants its fields. Kilayim. In the way justice is administered. Workers are paid. Business conducted. The vulnerable, the deaf, the blind, the elderly, the stranger are to be afforded special protection. That creates Kedusha. Line 22. What we witness here, in other words, is the radical democratization of holiness. Rabbi Sachs. Right? Kedusha is for every single individual. All ancient societies had priests. We've encountered four instances in the Torah thus far. Malki Tzedek, described as a priest. By Potifera, Yosef's father-in-law. Egyptian priests. Yisro, Kohen Midian. We had a lot of Kohanim. Right? And they're holy. The Torah tells us we're all holy. Right? We've alluded to this before, says Rabbi Sachs. Mamleches Kohanim, the Goy Kadosh. But now it's being put into action. Now we're being commanded, do it. Be a mamlechas kohanim v'gai kadosh. Here for the first time we have find a code of holiness directed to the people as a whole. We are all called to be unholy. And he says, it's alluded to even the whole idea, he says, turning the page, the idea that Avram Avinu brought to the world, it goes back to that monotheism. If we believe in one God, and we believe that every person in the world is a human being and there is only one God, then that is mechaiv, basically, equality, and we all have that relationship with God. Looking down, again, we're not going to read everything, in the middle of the page. Monotheism removes the entire mythological basis of hierarchy. There is no order among the gods because there are no gods. There is only the one God, creator of all. Some form of hierarchy will always exist. Armies need commanders, films need directors, but those are practical and functional, not ontological. There's no mahus. They're not a matter of birth. But we believe that everybody has the ability to be, to, to be kadosh. But then he has one more point. Another amazing invention that he said Judaism brought to the world. Picture the scene. Chorban Beis HaMikdash. He writes this in a, in a number of his books. Chorban Beis HaMikdash. There's no more avoda. B'nai Yisrael are depressed. What are we going to do? How are we going to survive? There's no more Beisamigdash. How are we going to get kapara? What did Chazal institute? 
a little bit before this time because they foresaw that we're going to need it. Top of the next page. Source number eight. What is truly remarkable, however, is what happened after the biblical era and the destruction of the second temple. Faced with the loss of the entire infrastructure of the, of, of Kedusha. Kedusha, there's no more base amygdala, there's no more koanim, karbanos. Judaism translated the entire system of avoda into the everyday life of ordinary Jews. All of a sudden, avoda is in shul. It's three times a day done by Every Jew. In prayer, every Jew became a priest offer, a priest offering a sacrifice. In repentance, each became a high priest atoning for his or her sins and those of his or her people. Every synagogue became a fragment of the temple in Yerushalayim. All of a sudden, yes, it was for everyone, but now it's even ironically, ironically at the beginning of this long, terrible gullus of thousands of years, Chazal already put into place the idea that Kedusha is everywhere. What does Rabbi Akiva say at the end of the Sechus? Yuma, right? Ashreichem Yisrael, me mitayer eschem. You don't need the Beis Hamikdash, right? You don't need the Kodesh Kadashim. Hashem is mitayer eschem, and it could be wherever you are. Not everyone can wear the crown of a kahuna, but everyone can wear the crown of Torah. Line fifteen. Out of the devastation, devastating tragedy of the loss of the Beis HaMikdash. Chazal created a religious and social order that came closer to the ideal of the people of Amalekha's Kodavagoy than had ever previously been realized. As we know, out of darkness is out of ashes becomes the greatest bracha. Holiness belongs to all of us when we turn our lives into the service of God and society into a home for Hashra's Hashrina. So that's what Kedoshim does. Kedoshim creates the fact that we are all Kadosh and we have to realize the amazing idea that took place in this parsha and obviously after the Korban Beis HaMikdash. Okay, related to that, all the Kedusha ideas are related, is a thought from the Ta'al Echaim, Chelban, as he's known, Reb Chaim Kohen, probably the only clean-shaven Kabbalist uh, around today. He's very uh, one of the big Mekubalim. Talechayim, his family has a milk business, that's why he's called the Chelban, and his farm are very popular as his Shiuramar. So he writes as follows. It's amazing that this parsha is called Kedoshim, because what would we expect to be written in the parsha after it says Kedoshim to you? We would expect that to maybe lead into the halachas of Yom Kippur and the five Inuyim. What's Kedusha? That's, give me, give me Yom Kippur. But what's Kedusha? Let's just read some of these karbon. Let's read. Ish imo vavivtiro. Veshapsosai tishmoru. Uva kutzrachem et kitzir artzachem. Don't cut off the corner of your field. Vekarmachalo solel. Lo tignovu. Don't steal. Velo techachashu. Velo techachashu. Don't lie. Velo techachashu. Lifnei velo sitin michshol. That's Kedusha. Lo techachachem. Lo sasa alvo bamishpat. Be honest in business. Lo techachachicha bovavecha. Lo sika velisita. Revenge. That's Kedusha. What's Kedusha? Says the Chalban. Line 3. Rashis. Hamuvan ha-pashinu shakadosh parachu mitzavah Yisrael liyos kedoshim. Hu kore lanulis ametzu lehis romeim. El madrech haza Kedusha. But what is Kedusha? What is Kedusha? Shaha adam davek p'nim yusopo arashem vadavar mispati b'kol tzuras chayef. Kedusha means an internal feeling of being a servant of God and that impacts Everything I do in life. It has to do with my relationship with my parents. 
Shmiris Arias, Machalos, Hakadusha Enena Mashahi Aviri. It's not up in the air. Shetoli rak bechavayot ruchaniyoto bargoshes alev. Kedusha doesn't mean I'm going to have his bodedus and become very spiritual. Himitzius amitis umamashis. It's very tangible and real. Shabali debitu bechayim. It's life. It's how we conduct ourselves. It's it's how we what we watch. It's how we talk. It's very lamaisa. Leos kadosh mashbeuso lechios as dveikus b'ashem b'kol meisharei chayim. Is to live in Dvekus in all parts of my life. Line 14. Hakadusha Enena Totsashal Telboshes. It's not just about what you wear. Loshal Zakenu Peos, Loshal Kipa Vakova. It's not about a beard, Peos, a hat, or a Kipa even. Eloshel Hisnagus. Obviously, Hisnagus means Hisnagus in Avodas Hashem of Mitzvos. It doesn't mean I, can, I feel very close to Hashem and I can be Machal Shabbos. That's not what he's referring to. He's referring to, though, it's not about chitzonius. It's not about chitzonius. It's about panemius and being an, a servant of Hashem. And then he quotes even bitingly, It's not only, it could be, if somebody feels this is part of the Arvoda, wearing tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam and tzitzis and tcheles, but it's focusing on the pain of a fellow Jew. It's focusing on how I talk to a fellow Jew. Leos Kadosh Kol Gam Leos Enoshi Leos Adam Ich Pativ and Imalichot to be a mensch, right? As it says, as the Bali Drush say, Laolam Yehi Adam, right? It's putting the comma in the wrong place from the Karbanis that we say first to be a mensch. That's kedusha. Related to this, related to this idea, exactly the same idea. Following along is a thought that Rabbi Ganak says. In the Birchaz Yitzchak, the Medrash tells us, Kedoshim Tiyu, beginning of Source 10, Yochol Kamoni, be holy. You might think, be holy like me. Tamalomar ki Kadoshani. No, Tamalomar, no, I'm holy. Kedoshasilam ala Mishalachem. That's the Medrash. You, Kedoshim Tiyu, be holy. You think maybe like me? No, no, no. What's the Havamina? Yes, Rabbi Ganak, what are the Bali Medrash talking about? Divriya Medrash Moorah Tamiya. What's the Havamina that we could be Kadosh like Hashem? It says Rebbe Ganak, beautiful. Exactly the same idea as the Tal Echayim. It's not really comparing it. But let's think for a minute. What does Kedusha mean when we describe Hashem as Kadosh? What does that mean? One word, parish. He's separate. He's different. He's not here. He's not physical. He's different. He's unique. That's what Kedusha means for Hashem. Says Rabbi Ganak, maybe that's the Havamina. Oh, I might think, just like Hashem is Kadosh by being a parush. So too, my kedusha is through precious. My kedusha is through separating from the world, not being involved in the world, and that's the greatest ideal way of being a kadosh. Kamash no, no, no. That's only me. You know how you become a kadosh? Read the parsha. You know how you become a kadosh? Business and planting and dress and Shabbos and all the other mitzvahs and arayus and machalas asuros. 
The Hava means I should be like Hashem. Kamash Bala, no, no, no. Shekadusha Shabo Sekas Parshas Kedoshim Ba'adav Gadisha Mesiaches Umitztarif Alatzibur Veloi Adisha Porish Menatzibur Mina Olam Not by separating from the world. So that's Kedusha. It applies to everyone as we saw and we are involved in Kedusha throughout our lives. Okay. Moving right along. What else can we fit in here in the time that we have? Let's try to squeeze it in. We'll see what we can. Now we get into another mitzvah. Yutas Tezvav. Says the Torah right after Shani or Chamishi. Losasu Avel Bamishpat. Losisa Vechulu. I'm sorry, that's not where uh, I want to be. The uh, Torah tells us in the continuation in Lamid Vav. Sorry, Pasik Lamid Vav. The Torah tells us. Mosnet Sedek, Avnet Sedek, Eifa Sedek, Vehin Sedek, Yelachem. Weights and measures. Have honest weights and measures. Ani Hashem Alokechem Asher Asesi Eschem Eretz Mitzrayim. I am Hashem, your God, that took you out of Mitzrayim. Question that Chazal already asked. Or note. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim here is connected to honest weights and measures. What's the connection? By certain mitzvos, we have Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim mentioned. So why here by honest weights and measures? He sees Mitzrayim is like major emuna, And honest weights and measures? So the Nitziv here in the Hamak Davar refers to what he wrote in Kiseitse. And then he relates it. So we did this last year in Kiseitse. But we'll review it quickly outside. I gave it to you in 11. Says the Hamak Davar there, explaining a Chazal in Baba Basra, that we know there are the big three Averis. Avodazara, Giliarai, Shri Chazdamim. Says the Nitziv, those three are really three, the roots, they represent the three roots of why we sin. They're the secret of all Averis. Number one, why do we do an Averis? Middle of the top column. Sorry, not there. Um, yeah. Number one, I don't believe. I don't believe I can do whatever I want. So that's number one reason why we might sin. That's the worst, as we'll see. Number two, I have a taiva. I'm hungry. I'm whatever it is. Anger, arrogance, all of those lead to averis. Those are the three. Avodizara is number one. Right? Number two, taiva gili arais is number two. And Shri Chazdamim, of course, is number three. Right? Those are the three they represent. But all other Averos could be fit into, could fit into these categories. Where's honest weights and measures? I rip people off. I put an extra weight. Where does that fit? That's category one. I don't think Hashem could give me parnasa in an honest way, so I have to steal. I have to trick. Honest weights and me- dishonest weights and measures. Says the Hamikdaver back in our parsha. I took you out of a place which was the land of plenty. They had all the watermelons and every all the fish. I took you out. You know what that means? I'm responsible for you. And I promise I'm going to take care of you and your parnasa. Honest weights and measures, you're missing the point of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. You're missing the point that I'm in charge. I'm the manig. Left side now. I took you out of a place where you had plenty to eat. You were subjugated, but you had to eat. If I did that, it must be, I wouldn't take you out if I didn't promise you, and therefore, 
you're missing the whole point if you have dishonest weights and measures of Yitzias Mitzrayim. One thought of the Nitzif. Let's finish it off, though, with a comment getting back to, to Hadrash Vahai and the Reish Arav from Poland. And he picks up on the Gemara in the beginning of Ezeo Neshech, the beginning of Bamatziah, Daf Samach Aleph, where the Gemara points out that there are two Averos, monetary Averos, where the Torah links it to Yitzias Mitzrayim. Number one is right here. Dishonest weights and measures. But the other one is ribis. The Torah also talks about ribis, not taking interest, linking it to, um, remember, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Ani Yashem Olkechem, Asher Yitzhiyas, excuse me, Ask the Drash Vahayin, why dafka those two? Ribis and dishonest weights and measures. Madui is ki ratari Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Bishnei Mekomas Elu, Hainu ribis umishkolos. So he explains, this is one of those answers that you hear and you're like, oh, that's so obvious. But those are maybe the most simple or the most emistic. We know the famous question that is asked by the Rishonim. Why were the Mitzrayim punished if it was already forecast to Avram Avinu by the Brisbane Abbasarim? This is what was supposed to happen. They're going to go into a land of not, that's not theirs, and then I'm going to punish them. You're going to punish them? Why are you going to punish them? So various answers given. The Rambam says, well, no one of them was told. They each could have not done it. But the most common answer given by the Rishonim, the Ravid in Ilchus Shuvah, the Ramban on the Brisbane Abbasarim say, well, they went above and beyond. Hashem said to subjugate. He didn't say to torture. He didn't throw, throw the babies in the river. He didn't say to go so far. They went so much more than what was owed to them. And therefore... They were punished. Says the Hadrash Vahayun. It's as if the Mitzrayim, by going too far, there was a chov that we had to pay. But they took a lot more. They were dishonest in what they measured out to what we owe them. They took ribis. They took a lot more than what was owed to them. And that's why they were punished. And therefore, don't take ribis or dishonest ways to measure Because you know what? Remember, you see us Mitzrayim. Remember, they were punished for what they did. That's exactly what happened in these Isurim. And they did Yosef Yoser. That was a Bechina of Lekichas Ribis. The Malva takes more than what he's supposed to take. The Mitzrayim took more than what they were supposed to take. Line 19. They didn't measure out exactly what they were supposed to for us, and therefore, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is our memory. So there are many, many mitzvahs in the Torah that are Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim linked, some of them directly, as we know, and some of them, we have the mitzvah of Zechir Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim every day and night of our life, and some of them indirectly. But Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was such a monumental and defining moment for us that there is so much in the Torah that is linked to it, and we learned together tonight that there are two more that the Torah links, but now we realize that there is a Kesher Haduk between these Averos and Yitzias Mitzrayim. Okay, well, to stop here, but next we get to a single Parsha. We have a break in the middle of Parsha's Emar. Okay, we'll stop here.